In the Aeneid of Virgil and Homer's Odyssey, we get the story, the myth of the Trojan horse. You have probably are familiar with it. Greece has been sieging the city of Troy for 10 years and the walls have stood firm, which is evidence that walls sometimes do work. But the Greeks get this great idea. They say, hey, we're going to pretend to lose this battle. We'll build a massive horse, stuff it filled with men, and we'll leave it as an offering to the Trojans for saying, kudos, good on you. We'll then pile in our ships, pretend to leave, and then once they take the Trojan horse into their city at night, we will sail our ships back underneath the cover of night. The men will jump out, open the gates, and we'll take the city. And it worked. Troy was taken by a Trojan horse. But here is the thing for you and I. Every thought, both good and bad, is a Trojan horse waiting to strike. Hi, I'm Lucas, and you're listening to Weaver and Loom. Yes, it is true. Every thought is a Trojan horse. Every thought is like a virus that we can either download or not download into our mind, and it will have its effects, whether for good or for evil. Because here's the thing. Our thoughts are what ultimately produce our actions. Our thoughts produce our emotions. Our emotions produce our actions, actions, habits, habits, our entire lives. Our thoughts are the things that comprise our worldview. What is a worldview? A worldview comes from Immanuel Kant, and basically it is a belief that underlines all human thoughts and actions. So what is the operating system that we view the world and act within the world? This is a worldview. Now, often we could think that, well, every worldview is equal, all roads lead to Rome, there's many ways, and I would agree, there are many ways to live life, but each way that you live life is going to land you in a different destination. Now, different worldviews or different thought systems have a lot of intersecting and overlapping points of connection. Just like two lines are going to have an intersection and a point of connection. But we can't mistake intersection for the direction or the vector of that thought. For instance, if two people are flying and they have a layover in Dubai or London Heathrow, it doesn't imply that they're going the same place. And we cannot assume that all places that all roads are leading to an equally acceptable, equally satisfying type of life. I think, take a real simple example of people who, are, who have come from nothing and have become extremely successful and compare it with someone else who hasn't achieved success. And oftentimes, it can point back to how did they think? How did they view the world? What actions did they then take based on 
their thoughts. A really great example of two macro groups of society that are very similar that adopted different mindsets and worldviews ending up in two very different places would be North and South Korea. North and South Korea used to just be Korea. And in 1945, the nation split in two. When the nation split into North Korea adopted communism, socialism, they adopted the belief of self-reliance and putting the government as the supreme ideal that would order all of society, create equality, create commerce, and essentially serve its people. South Korea adopted a different worldview. They adopted a Christian, Judeo, monotheistic, uh, capitalistic worldview that puts the individual at the center and says it is the individual's responsibility to create commerce. It's the individual's responsibility to create community and help one another. Now, people also exist within the government. And so it's not to say that government doesn't help people where it's needed, but it's not the primary role of the government. The primary role of the government is not to create commerce, but the primary role of the government is to govern and it's the peoples who are to create that commerce. So you fast forward 40, 50, 60 years, and you can see the fruit of North and South Korea. Now, North and South Korea have approximately the same landmass, the same access to water, the same natural resources, the same population, the same history, the same genetics. And you can look at it today and you can see that North Korea is drowning. North Korea is everyone is on the brink of starvation. I have visited North Korea and let me tell you, it is dark, sad, and depressing. I, we drove on this road for about three or four hours that was all paved by hand because they didn't have machinery to pave it. And we saw one other bus in four hours of driving. One bus. The people there live in complete abject poverty with barely having enough food to survive. The country has committed democide, which is the, the government killing masses amounts of people for their their governmental uh, ideals. And over a million people has been estimated to have died in North Korea since 1945 by the hands of the government. You look at South Korea, it's a different story. You get K-pop, you have a booming economy, you have Seoul, Korea, you have some of the brightest minds, you have some of the biggest companies that are changing and innovating the world. But they both started at the same place, but adopted different ideology, which drastically changed the course of both nations and both peoples. Now, if you look at socialism or communism, all throughout history, it has always produced the fruit that we see in North Korea. North Korea is just the one that has lasted the longest. You look at Khmer Rouge, you look at Stalin, it has always ended up in hundreds of millions of people losing their life at the hands of the government. So each thought has its consequences. So today, my challenge to you is to watch your thoughts. Because as Lao Tzu said, who is a 
ancient Chinese philosopher. He said, watch your thoughts because they become your words. Watch your words because they become actions. Watch your actions because they can become habits. And watch your habits because they become your destiny. So if you want to mold and shape and steward your destiny, worry about the things that you are believing, the thoughts that you're thinking about yourself, the thoughts that you're thinking about others, the thoughts that you're thinking about how the world works and operates. Watch your thoughts. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Weaver and Loom. I would love to hear from you. If you have questions that you want answered on this show, even this episode was a seed from a conversation that I had with Abdullah from True Story Tent. If you don't follow him, go and follow him. Amazing storyteller from Oman, Muscat. So I would love to hear if you have any questions, any things that you would like to hear about. Also, if you enjoy Weaver and Loom, please share it with a friend that you think would benefit and enjoy it as well. Until next time, I'm Lucas Crobot, and this is Weaver and Loom where destiny is woven.